a very festive welcome back to the cooling rack a podcast about the great canadian baking show where we don't glaze over any of the bakes and there's certainly no soggy bottoms allowed especially (laughs) at christmas especially when it comes to the festive season yes mariah carey is festive she should judge this episode they should just bring her around do like a little on a, on, a, on a full sofa, her legs must be up at, like, any given point. She must be at least 90% horizontal. Dragged along by some reindeer all across the world to every holiday episode of every license of The Baking Show. Love it. My name's James. And I'm Michael. And we got a bonus week. Yes, with um, returning bakers and everything, and... Uh... Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so fun. It's really cool getting to see the intermingled people. And also, since we know the bakers, it's like, not that you know what to expect, but you're not going in cold. So doing it for just one week really works nicely. Yeah, I love that um, the show has been able to continue for so long that we can actually bring people back. Yes, That yes. are not so like, like, oh, we just brought everyone all-stars. back from season one. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's really amazing to see. Yeah, yeah. we're getting our all-stars, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, yeah, so, uh, holiday baking show, one week only, three challenges, someone will be crowned the, um, first star baker of holiday show. Festive, star festive baker. Yes. Um, so the signature this week is, uh, a cookie ornament. Mm-hmm. They had to bake 12 of these, and unlike the ones they make you bake in kindergarten, these ones had to be edible. Oh, like, like, that, like it was like um, clay or something and you'd like bake them? No, it was still cookie dough, but like I think you put like eight cups of salt in it to make it super hard. Oh, and so you couldn't eat them mm, because you'd... This is now coming back to you'd me. send yes. yourself your kidneys into shock. So, <laughs> but like, you know, these ones had to actually be edible. But I remember making those as a kid. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. I, I think that everyone... Uh, everyone did well, and everyone has... Uh... Oh, I guess we should talk about who the bakers are. <laughs> okay, so we are joined once again by Season 1's Vandana and James, mm-hmm. and Season 2... Uh, Megan and Timothy. Yes. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy to see all of these people back, and... Uh, um, it's like a nice mix of people. It's not like, oh, we only brought back like, you know, finalists or like, you know, only like um, first eliminated, which none of them were. But like, you know, <laughs> things like that. Although that also would be fun. Yeah. It's like how on Drag Race, I want them to do an entire season of first eliminated. Oh, that would be interesting. Except for Angie, because she basically got another <laughs> shot. So Yeah. And no, it is nice to see a mixture of, you know, I will say that the personalities they brought back definitely were all quite unique and they had their own specific flair during their seasons, yeah. whether it was, um, you know, messy, but really cool or flavors or highly technical and artistic, just some like really, um, it's, it's like seeing old friends again. Yeah, really exactly. Nice. And it is, it is fun. And I'm curious as... As per usual, James and I are watching each segment recording, so I'll be very curious to see how everyone does over, um, uh, like, what skills does it look like they've developed? And I think, personally, to just jump right in, Timothy was first, and I feel like he's improved significantly Mm -hmm. from season one. His cookies look great. Yeah, Um, the piping is 
beautiful. Yeah, really good. And piping in the last season, I felt like was not his strong suit. No, um, no. And like it was hard to find. Like I remember the cookie, um, the bus, the cookie, yes, the cookie yes, box yes, bus. Yes. Like it was still good because he had progressed, but mm. it was very, um, how should I say? It was very defined by the positive space. So it was like the lines defined the bus, and mm. then everything else was just like cookie. cookie. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one had both positive and sort of negative definition, which Absolutely. I really like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. So, um, and what were his... Uh, uh... Oh, so Timothy made the cutest and most adorable um, alpaca Santa and his loyal elves. Yes. I like the choice of the word loyal. As opposed to disloyal elves, like I, just or, stabbing uh, him in the back. Yeah, you know, especially as an alpaca. Like, are alpacas known for being loyal or something? <laughs> it's just amazing. I imagine those. Like, could you imagine on like November first, all the elves disappear? That sort of thing. Yeah, they're just like fuck you. <laughs> uh, but I think they were um, chocolate rosemary cookies. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought that. So the piping, like we said, was fantastic i i still i think the alpacas was like a really cute um thing but i don't really get like i get that it was christmas because he made them wearing the outfits but i still don't get why they were yeah i feel like it's like a meme thing okay like like there's a whole thing about alpacas and alpacas are cute and alpacas are weird okay i think it's like a meme because of their necks Something like sure. that, and like the fur and like okay. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's a cool animal yeah. to use. Yeah, and he did a really good job. He had good flavor. They were very pleased. Um, I was, I was, I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had bandana. Bandana made holiday sparkle cookie ornaments. So um, the cookies had a nice snap, but they were like they lightly said that they were pretty much devoid in flavor <laughs> yeah and i think she was going for orange cardamom yeah. which i think is orange in particular if you don't punch up it kind of just uh kind of just wafts away yeah. Yeah. and cardamom i actually i mean cardamom is one of those things where if you don't take the pot out and you bite into it when something's been cooked it's like oh so i think i think when you hear those flavors you're expecting basically like grand marnier and like, oh. re- you know, like just like huge yeah. punches, and mm. it probably wasn't quite there. Yeah. yeah, I thought she had decorated them extremely nicely. Mm. I thought they looked so pretty, and she spent so long painting them, like <laughs> just so like much, hand painting but... like twelve cookies. Twelve doesn't sound like a lot until I watched her paint them, and she had only done like three. Yeah, and I was like, oh, there's still like a lot. It's like painting <laughs> a toy model or something like. You're that, right. right. It's exactly what it's um, like. Yeah, she. The lack of flavor, I think, is the most surprising thing because in season one, Bandana was the flavor queen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, then we had Megan. Uh, Megan made Christmas cookie balls, and I think they're like two kinds at least. Yes, she did. Um, so they were like the like ball shaped ornaments. Yeah, and then some were completely cookie, and then some uh, had like isomelt. Um, uh, like glass tops to them and everything. I thought that the concept was great. I thought that they were executed decently, but not terrifically, especially with what we've seen Megan do in the past. Mm-hmm. I thought that the the cookies didn't look quite as clean as some of other stuff we've seen her do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, they liked the shape and, and the texture, and they said that her cookie was a bit on the soft side, but yeah. that it still worked. I agree. I think she could have used, like, a few more hours to execute on this concept. Yeah. I did find it quite cool that she put lights in them. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, that, like, blinking lights. It's so I, funny. I guess maybe, yeah, maybe not even a few more hours today. I feel like maybe a couple more practices at home. Uh, more iterations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, like, just a slight bit. Also, we never even saw her even working on the isomelt. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of showed like, up. Yeah. Click. So, but that <laughs> clearly involves a lot of work as well. Um, and then finally, we had James. Uh, James made spiked holiday cookie cards. And by spiked, we do not mean spiked in shape. We mean spiked with booze. Gin and tonic, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they were yummy. Like a good punch. Um Kyla, in particular, was like, I think these were her favorite. Yeah, yeah. Totally. She yeah. was like, I'm taking one for the road. Yeah, so. yeah. I kind of like the simplicity behind them. Yeah. They actually, when I saw him piping, I was like, like, James, come on. But then <laughs> but then when they all were hung on the tree, yeah. they actually looked real. And even the, the size of them was perfect. It I looked agree. very beautiful as a whole set. So um, I think it was like very well executed they seemed a lot cleaner than some of his other previous piping yeah. as well like the record yeah. you know <laughs> and everything like i think he i think he did a really good job i was really impressed at one point he said they're supposed to be homemade like they're supposed to look homemade which i don't know if he was sort of joking but actually i did get that vibe across it was like little kids drawing christmas cards that yeah. like when i was a kid my mom made me draw a few and she'd send them and they're precious in the in the fact that like they're homemade but mm. aesthetically they were not great Yes. I mean my cards. Yours. So. No, I thought James's were great. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah, that wraps up the signature. Over the course of a season, so much gets filmed, but not everything makes it to air. Aurora, one of the hosts of the Great Canadian Baking Show, has behind-the-scenes details and so much she wants to share that we've created a segment on the show. This is Aurora on Record. Do you find it funny at all that you, on BVS, I don't know if it was like season two of Baroness von Sketch, but you four did a sketch about like the baking show being sort of like. Oh, I know. I know. And now you're on the Great Canadian. <laughs> like, I just find that really funny. It's just a oh, yeah. small world. Yeah, definitely. It, it was like we couldn't believe it. And because, you know, like it was, you know, the British one was out there. And then we did that. And it was like, and honestly, like when Carolyn and I were doing that, we were standing there in the afternoon going, we could do this all day. Oh, oh my god and then we got to we i don't know if the secret works and we you know we manifested it just uh by um acting as if we were already in it isn't that what the secret says you don't think oh i wish i could do that someday you pretend you're doing it now mm-hmm. is that one of the things so like so i guess the secret works guys you should just you know get a show and whatever you want to do just do a sketch of you doing that thing and then it'll happen <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there you have a life lesson for yeah, just exactly. pretend you're doing what you want to do and then it will happen <laughs> <laughs> so the technical is a holla yeah where's cory exactly <laughs> <laughs> cory for uh, people who do not know uh, was a baker on season one who baked a really terrific holla he won that bread one week. right yeah on bread week yeah. Uh, mm, did he win? i think so he made a tree right it was like a holla world tree, tree sort yeah, of thing and, yeah, i think he won yeah. a holla yggdrasil <laughs> yes you thank know? you um <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, so yes, they had to make a hollow, which is um, a, a bread. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. they had to make their own butter and apple, apple butter. butter to go And I love it. how they made them make the butter, and then they never showed them eating the butter. They were just like, <laughs> they showed them eating the apple butter and critiquing the apple butter, but they were just like, 
They just showed them, to the next they just showed them whipping the crap out of some cream. <laughs> it's just splattering <laughs> everywhere. You get splashed back on the camera lens. Oh, yeah. It totally yeah. was like, a, like, I'd be disappointed as a camera person that day. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, clean this lens. Yeah, I'm like, covered. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. So they had to make a, a hala. And um, I was trying to think back when Corey did that on Bread Week yeah. in season one. Did they actually... Was the challenge to make a hala, or he just chose to make it? Uh, like he chose to make it. It was bread week. I know, I it know. But what it was, was a the... bread sculpture, and he chose to, to make, make hala, hala. Okay. and he made a tree. Because I was going to say, oh, maybe James and Bandana, um, you know. Uh, oh, but then James said, oh, I've never made a hala. Yeah, so, I think did James make the bread lion that week? Or am I mixing it up I with? I think you're Gibbo? thinking Gibbo. I'm thinking that Gibbo. Was all on Gibbo. Oh it my was god! Like, okay. Like, terrifically amazing i'm gonna oh it was paul because army guy okay i'm gonna stop talking now i'm mixing up all my breads and your bakers and your shows yeah just everything i'm not really a real person anymore okay (laughs) so james was uh first Mm -hmm. and um his was uh overproofed um and a bit chewy yes as a result Mm -hmm. um and they didn't say it, but then based on the feedback from the other people, a bit lacking in the flavor in the bread as well. Yeah. But his apple butter was the best. And we did kind of think that because when he took it out of the oven, it was like, okay. <laughs> oh, she's big. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Then we had Megan. Mm-hmm. Who underproofed. Yes. Yes. In her second proofing yes. specifically, because yeah. then it had started to tear while it was big which we learned something new when Kyla was saying oh yeah because you underproofed on the second bake then when it's in the oven it's still trying to rise yeah. and then as a result it tears and I was like oh yeah I as a comment I wrote why proof and then like now we know we really learned something I had no idea that was the reason why you like, do I, the proofing so that I guess it doesn't do that there yeah it doesn't try to do it all at the same time when huh. it's in the oven I just find that really interesting yeah 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 so yeah, um, so but her texture, her texture and flavor was very good. So yes. they they did like that. Um, I thought hers looked really nice. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, then we had bandana, and um, it was dry and tight. And does that mean she underproofed as well? Uh, uh, they overworked. They, they said oh, she overworked, overworked the it. dough. Yeah. So that's why it was like a tight texture. Because if you're just like punching and slapping mm. and throwing. And, everything you she's know? stressed out she, yeah that maybe. dough was stressed out that dough was stressed Could out that dough perform. needed a day at the spa <laughs> yeah deadly <laughs> hydration is in um but they did like her butter a hundred percent and then finally we had timothy who basically made a perfect hollow yeah like they were just like oh wow this is great oh it cuts great Ooh, look it's kind of like spongy oh wow it tastes amazing Ooh, it's golden brown oh, wow I, i'm gonna let you keep talking because i want to keep eating this uh-huh. um yeah the I guess and they liked his apple butter for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, it looked they darker still... when he. Remember when yeah, we looked we at watching, what was in we the like... thing? We're like, I don't think he cooked those apples. Yeah, well, which maybe though, um, it did look maybe a little darker, but he still did not have the best apple butter. They That's said true. James had the best apple butter, um, but that you know, the main challenge is the bread, not the butter. Yeah. So yeah, boom. Agreed. Okay, so in fourth, we had Bandana. In third was James. In second was Megan. And for the first time ever, our friend Timothy won the technical challenge. Which I kind of, as soon as they started going through the judging, I was like, because as soon as we saw that Timothy's looked good when he took it out, I started thinking like, 
oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna win this because um, they said uh, uh, at the beginning of the episode how he hadn't won anything on his season. He never won Star Baker. He never any of that. And it's like, well, you you probably wouldn't include that unless there's gonna be a true, payoff. True. So true. He has the potential to win Star Baker, though. I mean, he had nice cookies mm-hmm. and he did super well at the technical. I know. Who knows? Who. Knows, yeah. I thought, like, good job, Timothy. Like, whatever he's been doing for the last year, good... skipping med school. <laughs> skipping med school. Yeah. Uh, well, it's paying off in your baking. Because uh, I just feel like he's really improved since season two. Maybe it's just less stress about his bakes or whatnot, or you yeah. know, good job. I agree. And that was the technical. And we're going to take a quick break and actually have an interview with Megan from the Holiday Baking Show and then also an interview with Colin from Season 3, a Season 3 finalist on the Great Canadian Baking Show. And then we'll be back with the showstopper. All right, we are here with Megan Stasiewicz, a finalist from the Great Canadian Baking Show Season 2. Hi, Megan. Hey, how's it going? Good. We're so happy to have you on because in season two, we were consistently talking back and forth and trying to figure out a time to to get you on the show. And now we're so lucky that um, you are on the Great Canadian Holiday Baking Show, the first edition of it, and uh, here with us now. Well, thank you for having me. I was so excited. (laughs) So uh, how did you get into baking in the first place? You know, I never really can have a good answer for that question because it just happened one morning. I got asked to bring a cake to an event, just a small little family birthday party. And I thought, well, why not just make a giant bear? And it worked. And ever since then, which was only four and a half years ago, I've been really diving into the whole bigger baking scene other than just muffins and cookies at home like I used to do. So I think that was the one birthday party that my brain flipped a switch and now I've just invested the rest of my life into it, I guess. And what inspires you uh, as you continue to learn how to bake? Are you sort of like just Googling recipes, you know, looking at different things that you enjoy when you're out and about sort of what, what continues to make you want to explore and learn? Yeah. You know, I think it's uh, the fact that it's such a fun, creative world that I've always been interested in. If it's hair or if it's art or anything, creativity, for me, is so much fun. So lately, I've been actually taking recipes and tailoring them myself into different recipes. And I'm having so much fun doing that. So yes, I Google, I YouTube, I look up different things, but I try not to ever copy something exactly unless a customer or a friend wants an exact replica. I will try and tailor it into something more out of my own head and have some fun with it so it does start on the internet and a lot of times when I can't sleep at night laying in bed thinking (laughs) of all different ideas (laughs) so baking is like a very all-consuming thing for you at at any given point (laughs) yeah it's funny when I'm with people and we start talking about a birthday it could be seven months down the road they all start poking fun at me lately because they'll say an idea for a theme and I instantly start wandering off on thought and they're like Megan you don't need to think of the idea right now. It's seven months away. Come back to us. Like my wheels just start turning. And yeah, I I think of cool ideas or try to think of cool ideas as often as I can. Just stuff that, you know, people haven't really seen before and showing off kind of my own heart and mind if I can. 
Yeah, definitely. I think um, you're, you know, from what we've seen on the show and definitely from the most recent um, holiday one as well, uh, I think you're one of the more innovative ones that have been through the, the halls of GCBS, um, like even the, the Christmas ornaments this time. Yeah. What, what did you end up putting in there? The lights? Were those like little LEDs or what was that? Yeah. Yeah. So actually what they were was one of the crew members on the show gave me the idea. They are little flashing waterproof lights that you can clip on a dog collar. So they fit perfectly in there, but they were also completely silicone. So if I say spilled icing or got like hot isomalt on them, they wouldn't have melted or wrecked the cookie. They worked perfectly. I mean, it was quite bright in the tent, unfortunately, not unfortunately, it was beautiful, but (laughs) in the dark, in the dark, like in dark Christmassy night, they would have been so bright and flashy, which was fun to use. Yeah, I know exactly the ones you're talking about. I used to work at a pet food store, and those are very bright lights. So <laughs> I know. it was it was surprising when I turned one on for the first time, thinking, "Well, this is just on a dog's collar," and it was like, "Holy Hannah, that is perfect! <laughs> so bright." Awesome. Um, I also liked how in uh, the technical with the hala and you had to braid it and you you work as a hairdresser. And so then you were like, I don't think this is how I would normally braid this. <laughs> this many straights of hair. No, I, you know, when I first flipped the card and saw the recipe and it said braided or I figured it was hala, so it needed to be braided. I got so excited. And then the brief description that that recipe had, which we all know is very brief, it kind of gave a hint as to how it should be properly braided. And I'm thinking, okay, Megan, throw out all the hair braids and weddings you've done. Get that out of your head and focus on what they're telling you. Because if they tell you something, you do it, right? Because they don't really tell you much. So it was hard. It was hard to grasp, grasp that concept. Got it. Um, uh, and so, you know, we were a little bit curious between, I guess, when you were off the show um, and then this holiday one, um, what have you been up to uh, in terms of maybe baking or other things since that second season had ended? You know, ever since that second season ended and finished airing, it's been a whole new life for me. And I couldn't be enjoying it any more than I physically am. I'm having so much fun. My orders have gone through the roof. You know, people are starting to dive in with me on cool, crazy concepts like that puffer fish cake. I have friends that are literally challenging me thinking she's not going to be able to do this one. And then I bring the cake to their house and they're like, oh my gosh, of course you did. <laughs> so those are definitely increasing and the fun of them is increasing as long as well. But also I've been really, really fortunate to be invited to a lot of events and to do, you know, custom carvings on stage at like the Toronto Garlic Festival I got to do. And I'm headed back this week for the women's show. And I got to go to a women's gala and just quite a few of these events have come up and it has just been so much fun. I love Toronto. So it's been a lot of a lot of fun, but a busy year for sure. Yeah, no, I didn't know you were at the Garlic Festival. Yeah, that was was (laughs) insane. That was such, I mean, I can't wait to go back next year. It was one of the coolest ever things I've been at. And it smelled so good. <laughs> oh my God, I know. I love garlic too. And now I'm just thinking, I'm like, mmm, garlic. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Next year, you guys have to come. For oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess with uh, that's where you still doing work as a hairdresser as well, or is ha- has your baking taken off or that's almost become a full-time business for you? The baking has definitely become more forefront than it was previously. Hair was 
jam-packed, crazy booked all the time, but I'm still doing hair. I have a lot of clients that I think would literally murder me if I stopped because <laughs> finding a new hairstyle sucks. Oh, uh, so yeah, it does, right? So I still have, you know, a good cluster of clients that I'm doing, but baking has definitely put that a little bit back. Well, it's going to be hard, I think, to continue to balance all this. I feel like even being on the holiday show will just remind a bunch of folks uh, about you even more. So <laughs> you get, may get more hours asked from you on the baking well, side. Well, maybe. I get a lot of random messages on Instagram and Facebook that are adorable. And they're like, can I come and get my hair done by you? I just want to sit and talk to you for two hours. And I'm like, I'm not taking new clients. I feel so bad. So every time something else airs or like the commercials I did, I get a lot of people definitely inquiring. So I think after the holiday, I'm hoping to maybe get some more bookings. Oh, yeah, that's terrific. Um, so, yeah, with uh, uh, being back on the holiday special, how did, uh, like, when did they reach out? How did you hear about the holiday special? They reached out, uh, I think it was before we filmed, maybe about a month before we filmed, I got that really cool phone call and it was I saw the phone number come up. I have them all saved as like VIP with like the most ludicrous ringtones because anytime anyone from the show has emailed or called, I just get so excited. So I heard my phone ring and I was having coffee with some girlfriends and I answered it and she said, we want to invite you back to the big white tent. It felt like the first phone call I ever got for the original second season. I lost my marbles. I think I teared up. I was all emotional and I'm oh my gosh, I can't wait to come back. So I had a little bit of a buffer time to wrap my head around and kind of calm down before I got there, thankfully. And what was it like sort of walking back into that tent? Did it feel like same nerves as season two or did you walk back into something more familiar? How did that feel? I thought I was going to walk back in a little bit more calm than I did the start of the second season. But no, it was no, I was a basket case. I was so nervous. I just didn't want to disappoint. And I think... We all were discussing it. The pressure after being on the seasons we all were on, it felt like the pressure was almost a smidge higher mm. because people might have expectations of us. You know, when I first walked in, Bruno himself said, like, you don't understand your own potential and the world doesn't. You need to let it out. So that kind of felt good. And coming back, I'm like, well, crap. Now everyone knows what I might be able to do. What if I completely bomb? <laughs> so it was nervous. But it was beautiful. The decorations and all the work that the crew put in was unbelievable. Mm, absolutely. Although it's got to be interesting doing something so far out from Christmas and trying to like get in the Christmas spirit in like the heat of summer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and of course that weekend, as the Great Canadian Baking Show posted a video about how hot was it for the third season, we rolled in right after they finished, and it was it was uh it was hot. I. It was unbearably hot and humid. You guys are so humid over it's there. It's so humid here. Yes. I know. This summer in particular was bad. August in Toronto is pretty, it's, you're pretty much in a swimming pool for about 31 days. So yeah, I, if it was like around the time or July, even yeah, when it June, starts, July. yeah, I don't envy any of that. Yeah. So. No, it was, it was insane. And they wanted, you know, for the finale of the episode, they, you know, they made it as magical as they could. I mean, they did, they had it, you know, in the dark. Yeah, yep. they could announce the winner in the dark. And oh, my goodness, it was so beautiful. But that meant we started filming a little bit later, not yes. in the 
for morning, but in like the warmer afternoons. So that day was a doozy. Lots of water, lots of popsicles. <laughs> That's good. It's actually also really funny at the end seeing everyone, um, the other bakers who were there as well, seeing them in shorts and t-shirts. It's like a holiday episode and everyone's wearing sandals and shorts. It's pretty funny. I know, exactly. And all of us were in dresses and poor James was in his button up shirt and every break that we had, he would like open that shirt up and just like flop backwards <laughs> on a chair over the AC vent and be like, ah, oh. and then we'd all get prim and proper back up and go back in. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really cool. But it was so neat to see and to meet so many people from season one. That was really cool because we all chat all the time. So you feel like you know them, but to actually get to spend that time with them was magical. So then uh, we we always ask our guests on the show. So we'll kind of do a, a two two version here. Um, what advice would you have for future bakers uh, on like a season four of the show? And then what advice would you have for existing bakers who've been on it if they get on one of the holiday special shows in the future? What what would you tell your fellow bakers there? I think the biggest thing that I've taken for myself at least is don't go so balls to the wall, like Mm -hmm. be smart. Don't, don't try and feel like you have to do some big ginormous, ridiculous thing. Do something, you know, you can get done in that time. Even if you feel like it's a little bit more simple, it's not and do it well. I think the one thing that I struggled with is I have all these ideas in my head and I feel, oh, two hours. That's, I mean, that's two hours. That's over the length of a movie. I can do this. And then all of a sudden I ask for a time check and they're like, oh, you have 24 minutes left. I'm like, what the heck? It flies <laughs> by. So just like be smart and have fun. And all that's the biggest thing. Make sure you always remember to have fun. Yeah. I, I said it on my season. I wish I could go back and do it again because I feel like I was in such a daze of panic that I don't remember some of it. Like I wake up the next morning and I'd be like, oh, what did I do yesterday? Oh, right. That's what I did. And then I go back for the holiday special and here I am again being like, I I didn't take it in enough. Just take it in, enjoy it and make smart decisions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I know what it feels like though to have a lot of ideas that all feel great. And then you kind of get caught up in those and then you sort of forget to pause and be like, oh no, I'm here doing it right now. That can be really difficult. Yeah, I think so for sure. And all the other elements just to remind yourself that you are not in your own kitchen where you're comfortable in your star Wars jammies, just bagging out, drinking coffee. You're in a whole other kitchen and with all different tools that are amazing, but different than what you might be used to different Mm. ovens, different mixers, everything. So never fully think it's going to go as smoothly as you think it might in your head and just prepare, you know, have that little buffer. I think I would have liked myself to have like a 20 minute buffer in each of my bakes where if something happened, well, I have my buffer, but I didn't plan for that at all. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, actually, just one more question. When James lit the stove on fire, <laughs> is that as big of a deal as they make it? Or like, did you all notice or were you all too busy? No, to be honest, I don't, when I saw that on the trailer, I was, I was like, what? When, and I messaged him, I was like, when did that happen? And he's laughing. I'm like, I don't remember that happening at all. And I still physically can't remember which bake that would have been for. It was in the showstopper, yeah. and he was making his chocolate soil, um, which right. I guess to our right. listeners, if they're listening to this right now, we'll be talking about it in like five <laughs> oh, minutes. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but, in the middle. Uh, anyway, it's so funny. Like, that that made us laugh so much. Carolyn's reaction to it in particular, oh. but, yeah. <laughs> oh, Those hosts, they are amazing. They're hilarious. They're, and I said this about Dan and Julia, but 
the people this the show brings on, they really truly represent who they naturally are. Mm. There's no acting, there's no fakeness. Everything is so real and they're sweet. They're really nice women. Mm, yeah, they're terrific. We we uh, got to meet them when we were on set, and we've also oh, had Aurora on kind of throughout the season, and so that's been great. And they they are great, and just as yeah. you are too. You've been so yeah, fantastic, really fantastic, Megan. So. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. I mean, you haven't really met me in person. You might change your mind quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your authenticity and your creativity comes through in everything that you do, and 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 so does the the ambition there. It's really evident, and it's really nice to see. Thank you. That means so much coming from you guys when you guys watch all of this and see so much. To hear that means a ton. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Megan. This has been such a treat. And, uh, you know, happy holidays and, and uh, great job on the show. Mm-hmm. Thank, you so, thank you so much for having me and taking the time to chat with me. It's been really fun. And hopefully there will be more in the future. So uh, thanks again. All right, everyone, we're here with Colin Asuncion from Great Canadian Baking Show Season 3. Exciting! Hello! I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you on. Like, it's it's such a thrill. And, uh, you know, for our listeners, obviously, they've been listening along all season. And, and Colin did tremendously well in Season 3 of GCBS, uh, was Final 3, second place you know, I think we can probably safely say from the, the, the you know, final bake. And, and um, so congratulations to you, Colin, and thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you so much. It was like such a crazy experience and like just being able to relive it and watch it and talk about it is like so exciting and fulfilling for me. So thank you for having me. What is it like watching yourself on TV? Oh, it's super weird. It's like, yeah, it's very strange. Like, not only is it strange watching yourself in general, but to watch yourself be completely candid and in a state of stress um, from a past experience is like a complete twilight zone. Like, we filmed this in the summer, of course, but at the time, you're not really aware of of how you're coming across because you're in this very stressful situation. You're working really hard. You're really focused. And then... It, to watch it back months late. It's like watching a documentary about yourself, um, but about like an experience that you don't quite fully remember. It's, it's just really weird in a nutshell. It's super, super strange. Yeah. I, I can only <laughs> imagine it's um, like when we talked <laughs> yeah. with Jay, he kind of said it was like trial by fire and that you all get to be so close because it's almost like a, a shared trauma of the stress of the whole experience. Yeah. It's a great experience, <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's that's the perfect way. Yeah, I, I listened to Jay's interview with you guys, and he put it beautifully. Like, yeah, it is like when you go through something so crazy and so strange and so out of your element, you can't help but bond really closely with the people who share that experience with you. Because, like he mentioned, and like we all know, like there's only a few, like a handful of Canadians who've had this experience. So, like we we get really close, and yeah, we're like we're like family now. <laughs> Absolutely. So how did you get into baking in the first place? Um, so I, baking, I guess I've just been around baked goods a lot in my life. Like my mom baked all throughout my childhood. Um, and then my oldest sister, Denise, she started baking as well. But I didn't really get into the kitchen and get my hands in the flour until I'd say like university. And then I was just baking like really, really simple things, you know, like cupcakes, brownies. 
Um, and then I'd say two or three years ago, I started to really step up my game and try some more complicated things and more impressive bakes. And then I started watching the Great British Bake Off and then the Great Canadian Baking Show. And then that's when it really started to, to um, go a little crazy. And how do you get inspired uh, for your baking? Are you sort of like Googling for recipes? Are you picking up stuff that, you know, you've already eaten from restaurants? What kind of gives you your creativity? I'd say initially, I'd say like, well, we'll call it like two years ago, I got a lot of my inspiration from things that I would see on social media, you know, like things, things on YouTube, things on Instagram, just things that looked really interesting and really delicious and really exotic. Um, but now I find my inspiration everywhere especially after having been on the show like and having um tasted the baking of all the other competitors um i'm finding inspiration like in anything that i see eat or smell like like uh like an interesting tea i have at a cafe or like i don't know like even like a savory dish at a restaurant might inspire me so yeah i'm just i'm finding inspiration everywhere now it's it's really it's cool how an experience like this really opens your eyes to um to just culinary experiences all around you. I We can see that because, you know, it sounds like you guys are forced to, not forced to, but really encouraged to continue to do better and look for new flavors and try different things. So I imagine that's yeah. some good training. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that I found, I think that was one of the hardest things for me in the competition, just being, um, I don't want to say pressured to, being encouraged to be highly creative in a very short amount of time. Like not only do you have to execute at a really high level, but you also need to bring the judges something new and exciting. And um, to be able to think on the spot or at least like within a couple of weeks or a couple of hours um, to come up with something new and exciting, it's, it's really hard and not, not everybody can do it successfully. So it's, it's a real, um, it's, like, it's like creativity boot camp. Mm. That's the way you're framing it. Totally. So what, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, what was your favorite bake um, from the season? And then what would you say was either your least favorite or your worst bake? I mean, I thought I absolutely loved the crab mm. um, for the- Oh, thank the, you. <laughs> like, oh my God, that was- It was beautiful. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. So so yeah, what would oh, you Oh, thank say? you so much. I, I loved making the crab, I really did. Um, but I have to say that my personal favorite bake was actually the fraisier from the finale. Mm. Um, just because I, first of all, it was, it was a big challenge for me because I, I had not made a lot of mousse before that challenge. Um, and secondly, I just really was proud of how it all came together, the flavors, the textures and the look of it. I was just so truly genuinely proud of it. And so that's definitely my favorite thing. Um, I haven't made it since, but I've gotten a lot of requests from friends and family <laughs> to make it again. So that might be my Christmas bake for the family. We'll see. Um, and then as for my least favorite bake, I mean, let's, let's just call a spade a spade. It's the roulade. It's the strawberry <laughs> roulade. It's my pink roll of garbage <laughs> with some waxy ass cream in the middle. It was bad. It was bad. Um, but, you know, I bounced back from that experience <laughs> and I learned a lot. I learned not to um, not to be affected by those around. The reason why, here's a little tidbit, the reason why my cake was such garbage was because it was underbaked. Mm. And it was underbaked because I looked around and everyone was taking their sponges out of the oven. And I freaked out. I was like, oh, God, everyone has their, their sponges out. 
I need to take mine out now too. And then I did and disaster. So lesson learned. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I guess like w what goes through your mind when you, <laughs> when you have to present something like that and it so doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. I, um, I, I just needed to get something on the plate because if there's <laughs> nothing to judge, you're automatically in the bottom. Um, and just try to assemble any of the elements that might be successful because, you know, as a fan of the show, like I sort of understand how the judgings go, you know, even if you fail in one area of a challenge, something else might bring your rank up. Um, so I just, I just had to like pull it together, literally smash it together. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, uh. So bad. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't. Even, I don't. So. Even, I don't even remember it anymore. Really? I, like, I didn't uh, even think about can, it until you brought it up again. I, I can think <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh, my, you guys! I think about it every night before I go to bed. I think about it when I wake up in the morning. It has scarred me for life. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the worst bank of all time. But you know, it's fine. So do you folks like all, all talk about on. it? What's that? Do you folks all sort of talk about it after, like, after the day wraps? Are you kind of like, oh, my God, I can't believe that? Are you, like, passing notes around? I'm just kind of curious. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Bakers, like, we're such a tight little family. So, like, any time we're not shooting, we're just talking about what happened. It gets a little, it gets a little mentally exhausting, actually, because <laughs> we're so obsessed over this work that we're all doing together that it's all that we want to talk about. Um so yes, a hundred percent. Like after the technicals or after any challenge, you'd be like, "Oh, how did that go for you? What did you do? Where do you think that you succeeded? Where do you think you failed? What are you going to do next time?" Like, yeah, we're we're a chatty bunch, for sure. For sure. So, what have you been up to since the show uh, wrapped, and and uh, I guess since it finished filming, and then in the like brief after period of the finale airing? Mm -hmm. It's been really busy time so first of all back to work <laughs> everyone went back to their normal lives after filming and we all had to keep the secret of of um what happened and where we were so um yeah i was just back to the office so i work i work in marketing i'm a marketing manager for the retail council of canada so back there and it's a very busy time at work so that kept me um occupied um and then in addition to that i started rehearsals for this big concert that i just did um so this week it was a really crazy week because, so the finale was on Wednesday, um, but I couldn't watch the finale because I was in a concert this week. So I was literally on stage singing at eight o'clock on Wednesday while all the viewers of the baking show were watching the episode without me. So it was, it was, it was really crazy. But yeah, so I just did um, this big concert with a um, musical stage company out at Kerner Hall. And then we moved up to the Meridian Arts Center in North York. Um, and it was a a concert of the music of Stevie Wonder and Prince presented by oh. Musical Stage Company. Um, there were some amazing other artists in it, like Julie Black was in it, Divine Brown, Tom Allison, Jackie Richardson, like really big names. So hey. it was a really, really <laughs> exciting opportunity. Yeah, I was, uh, I felt uh, intimidated, but like incredibly inspired as well. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty crazy since the baking show. Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah that's so, some yeah. impressive stuff. And then since being Thanks. on the show, do you, get, do you get people reaching out asking for orders? Like, is it a thing that you're <laughs> looking to, to do? Or is baking still just going to remain a hobby for you? I think it'll be a little bit of both in that I, I can't see myself opening up a bakery or like a professional catering business anytime soon. It's just, 
I just don't think it's necessarily practical for my life right now and for for the size of my kitchen. Um, but I have taken some custom orders, which has been really fun. Um, I've done some like big birthday cakes, um, some pastries for another event. So I think here and there I will take some orders, but mostly it will just be like just like it was before, like just baking for friends and family and for um, for myself. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, you got stuff to do. You got a full time job. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot going yeah. on, you know. <laughs> and like, I think there's something to be said about keeping your your passions and your hobbies um, as passions and hobbies, because if you turn them into work, you might lose a bit of love for them. Mm. Um, I mean, it's obviously different for every person. And I'm not professionally trained. I think maybe if, if I had gone into culinary or, or pastry arts as a career, I would feel differently. But right now I'm so happy with it as just a hobby. Um, yeah. And although now there are definitely more expectations of me as a baker, like uh-huh. from my friends and family to present really professional polished showstoppers all the time. So that's <laughs> obviously not, not realistic. So, you know, sometimes it's just brownies. And that's, that's okay, right? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes right? brownie is all you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. sometimes it's a chocolate chip cookie, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. life. Um, so what, was, what would you say is your favorite thing about that experience in the tent, those couple weeks there? Um, yeah, what's most memorable for you? Or yeah, how, how many oh, that... weeks actually was it even filming? I mean, I said couple. So filming total was, um, it was, uh, I believe it was six weeks. I think um, like there are a couple of breaks in between. I think it's, it's sort of public knowledge that they don't film. We don't film like the British version. Like we don't go home every week, obviously because Canada is such a wide country and people are coming from all over. Um, but yeah, it was um, filmed across about six weeks um, in terms of like my favorite thing of the experience. It's actually like a very easy question to answer. It's definitely the friendships that we all formed. I mean, the other bakers, like, we are really such a tight family now. I mean, and not just because of this crazy experience that we all shared. Like, those nine other bakers are such beautiful, wonderful, unique humans that I connected with on such a personal level so quickly. Um, yeah, like, and some of them are, like, my best friends in life now. So, yeah, meeting those amazing people was, yeah, it's, like, that's the real prize of the show, truly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what awesome. everyone that's says, what everyone but says. it's super it's sweet. So like, it really yeah, sounds yeah. like, you know, brings together yeah. quite a unique group of people that are very authentic yeah. and they all really gel together. So, yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't surprise me that everybody says that because like there's no cash prize. So like what's the what what's something <laughs> that everyone can relate to and something that everybody enjoys? You know, it's 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 human connection. It's love. And that's what we all find in, in this crazy under that crazy tent, you know, we find people that we love. So, yeah, it was it was amazing. Absolutely. That's great. So um, we'll uh, ask you one more question about kind of the season three, and then we'll ask you about the holiday. <laughs> Just a quick, okay. little, a, a quick little, a little thing. But um, so sure. for, do you have any advice for future bakers that uh, would want to audition to be on what we hope will be a season four? Okay. I, so I also hope that there will be a season four. If there is no season four, I will revolt. I will be we at will the too. CBC. <laughs> yeah, like I'll meet you there. We'll bring signs and we'll pick it to bring it back. But I'm sure there will be a season four. I would be very surprised if there wasn't. Um, but okay, advice for future bakers. I'm going to hone in on like a specific 
like detail of the show. Um, let's say you make it on the show and you're afraid of technicals because everyone's afraid of technicals. Um, you obviously, unless you've been baking for decades and decades and have like this wealth of experience, there will be a lot of things that you will have not baked before. So something that I found really helpful was just reading a lot of recipes, watching a lot of um, baking tutorials, baking videos and demos. Even if you're not doing the actual things, at least you'll have some knowledge of, you know, a wide range of bakes. Um, so for example, like I had never made, oh, what's an example? I had made real puff pastry, but I had never made rough puff. But I had seen so many videos and read so many recipes of rough puff that when I had to do it for the PTVA, I didn't fail. So yeah, just reading as much as you can in addition to practicing is something that will really, really help you in the tent, especially in technicals. Fantastic. That's, I think, extremely helpful advice that anybody, uh, yeah, because the technicals are always the thing where it's like, you know, if if uh, you're going to have a stumbling point, it's probably that and, and it would be like from a, a lack of knowledge, not due to a lack of skill necessarily. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Perfect. All right. So then you're also on the holiday show and this is airing in our holiday show episode. Um, so you have a little cameo singing uh, at the end when all of the bakers come out. And so what was it like being asked to do that? And, and how was that process like? It was so fun being back and like really surreal. And um, it also felt incredibly luxurious to be in like not in the tent but around the tent and around the show but not have to bake under pressure that just felt like i felt like the king of the world i was like this is great i could get used to this <laughs> um so yeah it was it was fantastic and i got to mix and mingle with some of the alumni bakers that i hadn't met before but i was a huge fan of them um yeah it was it was really exciting it was also kind of a little jarring to be filming something about the holidays like when it was still hot out <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah we talked about that with megan where it was like you oh know, you did everybody okay. was no, no 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 go ahead but like where everybody was just like hot and sweaty and like half of them are in shorts and sandals <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes exactly and like i had the great idea of wearing a suit i was dying it was so hot and there were also quite a lot of bugs mm -hmm. um and because we filmed that segment it, it was it was and dark night, out but yeah. we had lights on us the bugs were like ooh humans let's mm -hmm. fly around them so that was not not super comfy but but yeah it was such an exciting experience because this is canada's first holiday special of the great canadian baking show so it was like really momentous um and again like i was just so starstruck to like see megan and vedana and timothy and james like these are people that i had seen on my television screen that i'm a fan of so to see them out there and and to see the winner be crowned was like such an exciting hmm. exciting experience yeah and um like you said yeah the bakers and then like um there were some of the other people like andre and julian and like we noticed like you know in the background which is is like you get to meet a whole breadth of the people from the other seasons which is really exciting yeah, it was like, it felt like Drag Race All-Stars. It was very <laughs> exciting. It was like, yeah, it was great. It was a really fun experience. I um, I hope they continue doing the holiday specials. And like, <clears throat> CBC, I'd love to be on one, just saying. <laughs> um, if they do one next year, I mean, it's cool. It's fun. It's festive. It's all the things that I like. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you wore a suit, though, because it did make it seem like very 
like Christmas special, very mm. like what is it? Like, oh, whenever, good. like Michael Bublé hosts whatever <laughs> yeah, on CTV, yeah, yeah. like it was very, very apt. So that's good a, on that's you for the vibe I was suit. going for. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate yeah. that. If you should have been a t-shirt, <laughs> it would have been a lot different. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't exactly. have looked yeah, as good. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah, like a that. little bit more casual vibe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm glad you like the suit. I'm very yeah. happy. <laughs> yeah. Like on <laughs> on the Gibbo um, Christmas one, sometimes they'll actually just like scatter fake snow on the ground just to like make it feel even. Even though it's like still like hot out and everything, they'll still yeah. just do it so yeah. that when you watch it, it feels a little more reflective. I know. What you mean. Maybe but... next yeah. year's budget. Maybe next year's budget. <laughs> yeah. Just, I just mean, get some flower. Just Robin Hood <laughs> yeah. flower all over the I place. I mean, there's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> some icing sugar, cornstarch, yeah. like all these white powders everywhere. I mean, and when we talk about it being hot, like it wasn't just hot. It was one of the hottest days of mm. the summer. It was like right in the summer. Mm-hmm. So we were all. We were all pushing through. I mean, Bruno also was was suited up. I mean, yeah, lots of sweat to be to be had that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Colin. And this has been so terrific. And we're so happy to have you on, and that you did so well on the show. Um, oh, thank you. And yeah, it's it's been great. So thanks for for being on. Yeah. Hopefully Thank we'll you see you back me. on the show. Yes, hopefully we'll see you on next year's Holiday Bake. On All-Stars 2, basically. I mean, <laughs> All-Stars 2, All-Stars 2. I'd love to be the Katya of All-Stars 2. Just <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Thank Don't you for like... having me. I mean, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan of you guys, and I, I love your podcast. So, like, this was really exciting for me to, to, uh, to be a part of. So, thank you. Okay, showstopper time. Oh my god, that was so delightful. That was so fun. Filled with whimsy. To me, it was the, like, the end is actually the part that, like, <laughs> I, I don't know for everybody watching if it'll mean as much, but to you and me as, like, people that do a podcast about this show, <laughs> it was it like... It means a lot. We were literally like, oh, ooh, ah, ooh, yeah, ah. Like, yeah. you know, so that was, that was great. Um... Yeah, I think this episode has been really fun, but let's get right into the showstopper. Mm-hmm. So the showstopper this week was a holiday village sculpture made out of things that basically had to be edible. So you could use anything from cookies to nougat to ice malt, like whatever you wanted. It just needed to be edible and a village. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think, did they have to do a specific thing? Because everyone seemed to do a cookie, everyone seemed to do a nougat, but was there anything? It wasn't specked out when they talked about it. I don't think so. Yeah, but I think when you think holiday, you're probably thinking, make a nougat, make a praline, Mm. candy canes. I I think so. I could be wrong. Yeah. So, first up we had James. James, who made uh, a village of the Nisa, which is supposed to be like these little elves which seemed to be very prevalent in that part of the world. So whether you're like Danish, Icelandic, or Swedish, there seems to be this thing about like elves that show up. Okay. So he attempted to make this. <laughs> um, uh, you know what's unfortunate about this? So James just like really had just like a the poor series guy. Of, of not <laughs> even, I wouldn't say disastrous. There was a series of just things not setting because the skill on everything was there. He I did. Know. It seemed like he did everything right. I literally just think that time was against him he didn't have enough time for anything to set properly and then when one thing didn't set properly the next thing like didn't set too or maybe something was still too hot so then when something else was placed on top of it it got too hot so then it fell too and you know yeah i think it was just like this cascading series of of 
if he'd had maybe an extra 40 minutes, mm -hmm. I think this would have looked terrific. It was a bit of a domino effect for him this week. It was just like everything took too long yeah. and then it just all kind of fell down. Um, and he did almost light the whole tent on fire. Oh my God. Oh my God. The funniest, the funniest moment, I think, in all three seasons of the show, Carolyn's scream when lights on fire. He's talking about like, oh yeah, chocolate soil. And then you just hear whoosh. And Carolyn, ah! it was, it's actually Whoever edited whoever edited it this week, good job. Because it was something that like, when he was like, oh, it's time for chocolate soil. I was like, like, really? We're going to talk about dirt? And then the, the fire. I was like, good. Oh, my good God. Good lead up. We rewound Bravo that. to the editor. Re we <laughs> rewound that at least three or four times. Yeah. And it was the best. And I need that clip of Carolyn screaming. <laughs> we need it in a dot gif. Yeah, yeah. With some subtitles. Yeah, although, but, but the thing is, is like, it's also the hearing it. It's not just the look of shock. It's like she gives a good <laughs> scream that True, true. <laughs> uh that was <laughs> that was so funny. I love that. Um so so James did deliver there, um, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it was unfortunate because again it was just like timing. Um but yeah, they said that his cookie was good. Um the the nougat clearly didn't set and that um then he had the um nougatine yeah and <laughs> I, bruno was very good there where he was like it's <laughs> you know like just it was so chewy yeah yeah no definitely i mean i feel bad that it he couldn't execute mm. it looks so cute yeah but yeah so yeah little record player 2.0 yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, then we had Megan. Uh, Megan made a Christmas on the Slopes village. Yes, and um, uh, yeah, the ski resort in Alberta. Mm -hmm. You know, I am partial too. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Uh, yeah, they said she had a really nice crumbly cookie. Um, it was a bit of a firm nougat, but they did like the, the flavor. Yeah. Um, and then that the marshmallow was like perfection, it yes, was light, fluffy, like it looked like air. Mm -hmm. Beautiful peppermint marshmallow. Oh, I love this. Really well done, yeah. as always. Yeah, yeah, so terrific to Megan. Um, then we had Bandana, who made a holiday village by the sea. So her cookie had like some, it was like chocolate chili. Yes. And they said that it was not hot enough. I know. But usually I feel like Bruno's like, oh, don't make it too hot. I don't like the heat. And then now he was like, that's not hot enough. But it's like, I think it's this whole thing about like, I don't remember exactly this from season one. Okay. But they kind of are giving her the name of Flavor Queen. Mm. And I was like, I kind of remember that, but I also don't remember that being the standard by which she was always judged. Like, mm, I guess maybe in season one, though, she did consistently have stuff that was spicy or very flavorful, mm. you know? Yeah. So then maybe... That, that's the other thing, too, is that it does temper the expectation. Yeah, Just exactly. like the chocolate. Mm -hmm. um, where if you are known for your flavors, yeah. anybody else might be like, Oh yeah, no, that's that's got some heat. But if you're known for being like, oh. <laughs> you just... I just fake punched James in the face. Well, and no, it was, the, very... it was the it was the air from your. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was aggressive. No, it was just funny. 
Sorry. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a Carolyn scream over the flames. Um, so yeah, so the cookie wasn't hot enough. They said that the nougat was decent, but that they really liked the ice cream cone um, thing. The that... truffle, the chocolate truffle. Yes, with the ginger in it. And then Kyla was, because Kyla wasn't there in season one, so she's not had any exposure to, to Pandana. That's true. And was like, oh, now I see what you're saying. So, yeah. Perfect. Uh, and then finally, we had Timothy. Yeah, who made Fort Santa. Um, it's like a cookie fort with some candy all over it. Yeah, militarized Santa. <laughs> I know, he was like a kind a kind and compassionate leader <laughs> with a military force behind. There's, <laughs> yeah. A Basically, little bit of weird imagery. Autocracy but... all the way to, what is it? digital libertarianism or something in the Civ 6 <laughs> oh, civilization oh, okay, civics yeah. tree or something. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the gnome, what did this? He made rich... these little gnome, um, Italian mm. meringues. Yes. They said it was rich, oh, rich in flavor. Yes. They were That's... maple. Yes. It was <laughs> Michael rich... can't read his own writing. <laughs> it was rich in maple flavor without being overly sweet. Which is so hard to get because whenever I... Have you had those maple candies? They're like mm. in the shape of maple leaves and mm. it's just like yeah. maple yeah. sugar. Yeah. I find those sickeningly sweet almost. Yeah. Like it's like... Huh, to the point where it kind of like... I'm gonna... Huh. It hangs in the back of your throat. Yes, it feels yeah. like you have post-nasal drip. Yeah, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I can't yeah, deal yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Very true. Very true. Um, they said that the um, nougat was firm as well, but great. Melted in the it. mouth though. Yeah. Um, and that they were impressed because, oh, of everyone, Timothy was the only person who made all of the candy that was on Beautiful. There was nothing that was store-bought put on top of, like, a house or anything. And that the candy cane, they were like, whoa. Yeah. You did this? Not only did it taste like a candy cane, that's really hard. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't believe he pulled his own candy. That was pretty amazing. He did a great job. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the Timothy of season two is but a, a you know... A, a thought in the past yeah. compared to like like Bruno said when they're doing their like little deliberation. <laughs> I don't know what he's been doing for the last year, but but you know he's been training, he's been practicing. Like he made some sort of deal with the devil or something. <laughs> he like, stepped up. He did so. Good job. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that wraps up the showstopper. Mm -hmm. And now let's reveal the winner. <laughs> All right. And the winner is Timothy. Yeah, our first ever holiday star baker is yes. someone who has never won anything on baking show until now. Until now, yeah, and really like did a terrific job. This is this is like when a contestant on Drag Race comes back to an All Stars, and you're like, "Wow, you really <laughs> polished up." Oh, 100. I was you gonna know? say earlier, he stepped up his drag, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so terrific job. Like, you know, I, I thought that the, the village was fantastic. His hollow was, was perfect. And we were both really impressed by his cookies. Mm -hmm. So, um, get those cookies, baby, <laughs> to quote Miss Vanjie. Um, oh anyway, yeah. So I guess worth 
worth uh, missing a week of med school. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and so well deserved. Yeah. I'm really glad he got a chance to come back and show off what he's been doing. It's mm. really actually nice to see the maturity and the growth of some of the bakers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you and I were so thrilled, like because they walk out of the tent, and then you've got um, uh, Colin from season three singing like Christmas songs, yeah. right? And then you have all of the bakers, and, and so you and I were trying to theorize because they've flown people in from disparate parts of the country. You yeah. have Andre, season two winner from Vancouver. Yeah. You have Julian, season one baker from the from the East Coast. Yeah. Um, you have like, okay, Corey's from Toronto, Anne Marie's yeah. from Pickering, yeah, okay. Yeah. But still, there was lots of bakers from different, like from the seasons and from different parts of the country who were all there, which was so great to see. And they're all hugging and, oh, so great to see you. But then we were thinking... Is something else going to happen? You know what? Now that I think about it, were there only four other ones we could recognize? And those other people are just like family? Oh, maybe. So maybe it is just four. So what? You'd have Andre, Julian, Corey, and Anne-Marie? Yeah. Oh, So your yeah. hypothesis is that they may do a New Year's episode. Like they do in the UK. Then four is perfect. Oh, because they couldn't do a whole... Because we thought maybe... So we saw the four of them, and then we got real excited, and then we assumed everyone else in that crowd was an ex baker. Oh yeah, and yeah. then and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> no, Nancy drew this because shit. then I watched yeah. another. I was looking more carefully, and I'm like, no, that's just like a lady. <laughs> like it was like this <laughs> no. just someone. This was like a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe they'll do a New Year's bake with the four of them. Mm-hmm. I would love that. I would love because like Andre's such a good baker. Julian was the first guest we ever had on the show, <laughs> so. We love Julian. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Corey was also on the show, and yeah. he was great. And then, yeah, Anne-Marie did really well in season two as well. Yeah. So, so that's great. Uh, yeah, no, she was really good as well. Yeah, they were, they were all really good. Yeah. So it would really be nice to see them um, come back and do, do a bit more baking. And I wonder if it's, like, New Year's specific, what kind of, what, what sort of baking do you do around New Year's? Like, or even in, in, like, a post-Christmas, like, a, what do you bake from the 26th to the 2nd of January? Um, usually things that use up everything I have been mm, given, still mm. have, or need to eat. Yeah. So like turkey or ham. If there's I'd like to see them do some stuff, sort of pie. With, make a pie. Yeah. Um, and then probably just like other things. I don't know. What did they do in the gibbo? What did they make them bake? I don't know. Oh. I can't remember. So nothing special. I feel like it was kind of tied to that like leftovery kind of a thing. Yeah. And then maybe if there's like some country somewhere where like they have a specific New Year's mm-hmm. thing, then maybe they'll bake that. And again, this is all speculation. We don't actually know that this is happening. James and I are just trying to piece together the dots. So. I know. It, it could have also just been like, oh, hey, we're filming this. If you're an ex-baker and you happen to be in Toronto, why don't you come yeah. meet up? Yeah, which like that, that... very well could have been what happened. <laughs> but James and I are reading into it. So, yeah, yeah, um, that's terrific. But overall, fantastic episode. Um, lots of fun. I want to see them do this every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. Me too. It, it was fun, festive. It's always nice to see familiar faces back. And I feel like because the stakes are not as high, everyone just gets to, you know, loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Bake I- to their best. Exactly. So, good job and um, happy holidays to everyone who is, um, you know, 
listening and watching and I do hope though that they'll re-air this again like closer to Christmas because it's airing on the 13th of November which to me is way too early for holiday anything I am like a like let's wait until after American Thanksgiving before starting on it but you know no I'm I'm a once Remembrance Day is done it's full it's anyone's game I don't care about American Thanksgiving. No, me neither. But I just don't care about Christmas that I need it for two months well, of the year. So here's the thing. Remember that Michael's newsletter you got? Yeah. And was like, oh, there's like uh-huh. eight Saturdays uh-huh. left. Uh-huh. If you think about it, if you don't start after Remembrance Day, there's not that many weekends left. Like if you have kids and you have to work full time all the time, there is not that much time left to get together Christmas. It's not like Americans. What I, find, what I feel like with Americans is they basically start shopping for Christmas, like, September 15th. And then they basically are like, oh, we have to shop for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And basically, as soon as Thanksgiving hits, they just don't stop. Okay. All right. We don't have to talk about this part. No, it's fine. No, no, no. I, I, I'm with it. Like, that's good. I, I, I see what you're saying. So, anyway, I hope that they re-air it closer to... to yeah. um the the holidays and uh yeah that it kind of gets dang i'm gonna tighten the bolt i have to tighten the bolt uh anyway no the it's it's great and lots of fun so thank you again for listening and uh you can find us on twitter at gcbs podcast you can find us on instagram at gcbs podcast you can also go to our website coolingrackpodcast.com and i guess we're off for maybe a year yeah. Uh, hopefully there's a season four. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Um, hopefully this, you know, maybe New Year's <laughs> episode happens and we'll return sooner than that. And um, until next time, hopefully. Bye. Bye. The Cooling Rack is a Messenger Bag Media podcast. For more on how Messenger Bag Media could be your business's one-stop media shop, visit messengerbagmedia.ca.